This is the Countdown to Opening Day Show, presented by Amron. Swings and hits it deep. Get up, baby. Get up. Get up. It's a grand slam. Oh, a grand slam home run for Yadier Molina. He touches the ball. Now, Mike Claiborne and Chris Raby, and the Countdown to Opening Day Show, presented by Amron on the Cardinals Radio Network. And welcome to Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas and the first edition of Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Ameren alongside Mike Claiborne. I'm Chris Raby on the St. Louis Cardinals radio network. Coming to you uh, on the network and also on Facebook Live right now for the first segment. Klebs, it's been three days that we've been here in Vegas. The winter meetings have rolled along. We just got out of our final briefing with the Cardinals front office and we've got a couple of hours right now to talk about what we know, what we expect, and what still might be to come. I'm waiting on you to tell me about what we know. We, we know that the Cardinals picked up uh, a player from the Texas Rangers. We know that there have been some teams active today. Tanner Roark goes to Cincinnati. Lance Lynn, our old buddy, he finds a three-year contract in Texas. And there have been a few other minor moves, but I think the big moves, and I think we anticipated that that just didn't happen this week. You know, I – I want to kind of set the stage for what's coming up on the show. We're going to visit with Mike Schilt. We're going to chat with Joe Torrey. We're going to hear from Mike Shannon on Lee Smith. Uh, we'll get Ben Fredrickson's thoughts on what's going on. We'll sit down with Paul Goldschmidt, new Cardinals first baseman, acquired last week. Mike Gersh said, hey, by the way, did everyone, like, forget that we made, like, <laughs> kind of a big trade last week? Um, that and more coming up over the next couple of hours. Ben Boyd's our executive producer. Zach Schmidt is back in our CAMOX Network studios, and we owe a hearty thanks to Goodwill, who helped us get out here, donate a car for four free field box tickets. Cool. Let's talk about what we do know right now, and that's that I think, again, I know that we live in a world of wanting instant gratification, and we'd love for everything to happen right away, especially when we're all plugged into social media, but the Cardinals, to this point of the offseason, even considering the Mets' deal for Robinson Cano, they have made the biggest move of the winter so far. There's no question about it. Uh, in our time here in, in, in Las Vegas, we probably had a, two dozen people, baseball people who really know what's going on, to talk about how big this deal was for the Cardinals and, and certainly the type of player that the Cardinals are getting in, in Paul Goldschmidt. So uh, the Cardinals have stole the early thunder, and since then I don't think, Chris, we've had anybody that really has broken through with anything earth-shattering. Um, so I think right now the Cardinals are in the clubhouse with the lead with regret with respect to the biggest acquisition so far in the offseason. Yeah, and obviously a lot of that has to do with the market. And I think that last year, Klebs, we saw the relief market get going early. And yeah. especially when we were in Orlando at the winter meetings, um, we saw guys start to sign deals. That hasn't happened right now. I wonder if that's because last year it was more of the – you know, two-year, eight to twelve million dollar a year deal. It was um, not a guy like Craig Kimbrell, not a guy like Zach Britton, not a guy like Andrew Miller. We've got three guys right now in the relief market who have been three of the best relief pitchers in a major league baseball over the last three, four, five years. Yeah, you're right, and, and I think that there's going to be a difference though between this season and last season. I don't think anybody's going to wait this thing out like we did last season, and the Cardinals found out along with Greg Holland that that doesn't work. So I think you'll see people try and expedite things at this point because everybody knows what the lay of the land is. So it's just a matter of just doing the right deal at the right time. And I think, Chris, 
It's not money. It's length. I think we're all talking about at this point as far as They said Kimbrough might want like five or six years. Well, good luck. I don't know if anybody's going to give it to him. I think maybe there may be a six-year deal with uh, maybe some options somewhere along the way uh, or mutual option, but I just don't think that anybody's going to spend that sort of money on a relief pitcher. Um, they have a tendency to break down a little sooner. Uh, you have tendencies to have players developed within your own organization, much like the Cardinals have done over the years. So I, I think in this case, two Three years max is probably what you're looking for. It's Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day. We're presented by Ameren. Again, Mike Schilt coming up here in just a few minutes. want to ask you about him in a moment, Claves. But if you're looking for the perfect gift for the Cardinals fan in your life, surprise your loved ones with a Cardinals vacation to spring training. Mm. Packages available to fit everyone's schedule and budget. Make your reservations at cardinals.com slash vacations or Call 1-800-892-7687. All right, next segment, Mike Schilt's going to join us. Uh, we sat down with him after he met with the media here in Las Vegas. And, you know, I have just been so interested, I guess that's the best word I can use, in hearing Mike Schilt talk about baseball and, and talk about his process. And, you know, there's a perfect example after he took over. It was a game in, I forget where, but... You were in the post game, and he kind of went through a question about making a pitching move in the Chicago. sixth inning. Chicago. Chicago. And he said, yeah. well, and then we, we did this. And then you might ask why we did this. Mm -hmm. And then you might ask why we did this. And it was like he was playing chess, but he was explaining every step of the way, his philosophy. And we heard a little bit about his lineup, his coaching staff, and his philosophy of kind of – working in his first full off season as the manager today. Well, I, and I think being in the first season as a manager, it really starts a day after the season because you have to kind of formulate who do I want back from a coaching standpoint? Yeah. Who do I want back from a staffing standpoint? How are we going to teach the game to our players the best way? How much does he get involved in acquisitions? There's so many things that go into how you prepare for spring training, let alone a season. And if there's one guy that, that I think we both learn who just rubs his hands as much as he can because this is what he loves, it's Mike Schilt. And I'm excited to see how things are going to unfold this year because he has structured spring trainings before. Oh, yeah. He did them for Tony. He's done them for Mike Matheny. So he understands that aspect. But now he's got his fingerprints on it, and I think that's what's going to make it very interesting. You know, I think it's kind of funny that – the first spring training that Mike Schilt ran was the first year in the organization for Jeff Albert, who is the new hitting coach. He said he followed him around. He soaked everything up as far as from where to be and how to act and what to do. And I think that they have a really exciting group, clubs now in terms that <clears> – <throat> excuse me, I'm getting emotional about it. In terms that <laughs> – A little early for that. You've brought in – a hitting coach and a pitching coach and Albert and Maddox from outside the organization. But then you also have guys in Mark Badaska and Brian Eversgird and Pop Warner and certainly Stubby Clap and Ali Marmol who have come and up through the organization. Let's throw in Willie McGee great. because he basically came through the organization. And Willie was Although like the he's hybrid. part of a trade. Yeah. 
But, um, but, but don't you think that's important yes. to have, have a lot of that mix? Yeah, everybody understands how it's taught in this organization. Oh. I mean, the, and, and it's not the cardinal way. It's the way you want it done. It just happens to be a lot of people who come through the organization obviously are cardinals. But I think overall I like the way he's done things. And I want to ask him about how he's been able to get his staff together uh, so they're all on the same page because guys come from different places and they learn different things. So what do they implement as far as how they teach the game and how they want it done when the game starts? It's great to see Joe Torre, wasn't it? It's one of my favorite He was people. just so gracious. One of my favorite players, one of my favorite people, one of my favorite executives, and uh, I'm waiting on him to get the house built in Hawaii so we can all go out and hang out there. What an awesome conversation that was. We'll visit with uh, with Joe coming up and talk a – a variety of topics. Also, uh, we're going to chat with Ben Fredrickson, who's been doing great work out here Terrific in work. Vegas. We're going to visit with Paul Goldschmidt as well. So a lot's coming up on our first edition of Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Ameren. Yeah, somebody just made the point that Ali Marmon had a great job uh, with State College. Uh, obviously, Mike Schilt has had incredible success in the minors, and what can you say about Stubby Clap? Holy cow, a historic run. We were trying to do the math last night. It's got to be like 100 players over the last two years who have played for Memphis. That's incredible. And they've yet find Not 100 different players, but it's you know incredible. what I mean. All right, so don't go anywhere. We're going to be back uh, with more from Vegas. The manager joins us next. Chris Raby, Mike Claiborne, Ben Boyd, our executive producer, Zach Schmidt, in St. Louis. And we're back after this on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. Well, it is great to have Cardinals manager Mike Schilt join us at Major League Baseball's winter meetings in Las Vegas, fresh off of his media session in there. It's great to see you, man. What has the last couple of months been like? Obviously, some changes for your staff, some changes for your ball club. Uh, what are the conversations like this time of year as the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals? Well, it's been a really productive all season, and thanks, guys. Good to see you. Talk Good. a little baseball. I, you know what? This is the first time we've seen each other since the last plane ride. I know, And man. I thought we'd see each other at some point, but it's it's good to see you again. Yeah, yeah, I love you guys. So, um, no, it's been a good off season. You know, we've um, had a lot going on, obviously, and, um, you know, good good opportunity to catch up, reflect, and then uh, now we're in the process of, you know, looking back and then now how to figure out the best way to move forward. You know, for you, you, you've been a manager at different levels, and, and I know you're a meticulous guy when it comes to taking note and trying to say, all right, I want to implement this for next year because now it's your baby. Right. What's the one thing that you came away with from last season that you said, all right, I, I, I've seen this enough to know how we can fix it? Well, good question. Um, it's, it's not necessarily one thing. You know, you look at everything in a, in a broader scope in a sense of, um, individually than collectively, right? So you look at it um, through, through um, offensively. You know, mm -hmm. what do we, what do we just do? What can we do better? What do we do well? Um, and that helps elicit how we're going to think about individual and, and team training and spring training. Same thing with our defense. Same thing with our base running. Same thing with our, our pitching and our bullpen. Um, you know, one thing I always study and that, that the game's evolving to is just how best to use that bullpen. It's a big part of my job and, and um, thinking about what that looks like and, and how to, you know, use the pieces we have and how, you know, what matchups look like. And not getting into great detail, that's, that's, um, that's been a part of it. You know, um, it, it's interesting you talk about your job as managing bullpens. I think the best managers I've, I've ever seen knew how to manage your bullpen. Now, it didn't hurt that they had a great closer and, and about two or three other good guys out there. But if you don't 
get that under your belt, it, it's pretty hard to win baseball games. No, it is. You know, you're ultimately, you know, there's a lot of things that define the manager, but, you know, managers really and the teams are, are can be only as good as their bullpens to some degree. I mean, you know, we don't put all the emphasis and all our eggs in that bullpen basket, but um, it, it's an important piece, you know. And, um, you know, my job is to manage it. And, you know, one thing I find interesting is, you know, if, if you – push the button so to speak and it works you're you know you're a genius then you push us similar buttons or the same buttons the next day and it doesn't work what's you know, this guy doing what's he doing you know who's this guy where'd he come from um but that's is a job and you know you welcome that's you baseball it. right that's baseball that's exactly right and you know the thing is is the more we can be aware of how the our best matchups work and more we can communicate with our guys and um, put them in the best position to succeed then then clearly we'll have better success first thing that went through your mind first thing you said <clears throat> when the Goldschmidt trade went through? Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, we just we had just gotten through literally wrapping up, and, and I'd been fortunate enough to be a part on some level of knowing what was going on and, and allowed my opinion to be to be weighed in on. And um, Media doesn't get that afforded to them. No, you don't. <laughs> I, and I wouldn't hold your breath that's going to happen either. Wait a minute. Mose never calls you when he was thinking about making a move? I don't have as much weight as you, no, you know, you in, don't in call that department. Me, so yeah. I'm, I'm good with it. Uh, so, um, but what's interesting, at least to me, is um, we just got through pretty much wrapping up three days of, of staff meetings in St. Louis, yeah. field staff and with our front office staff. And we're looking to make incremental improvement with every player that we have. And, um, I feel like we're working towards doing that, so I'm excited about that. And then, literally, right at the end of the meeting, I get an email that was, you know, had a, just a couple handful of people on it saying we had acquired Goldschmidt. And I was thinking, like I said, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then I was thinking, <laughs> we just grinded, which is great, for three days to make incremental change. And and this one is move, a nice change to make. One here. move, we we were able to to make, um, you know, a bigger change. So and and, and really it's cool. it's incredible, Mike. We were talking yesterday about. Just even outside of the back of the baseball card numbers, the eye-popping MVP caliber offensive numbers, how many different things a player like that can do for a team? And from everyone we've talked to that knows him personally, how many ways a person like that can help to contribute to the culture you're trying to create? Yeah, you know, he's going he's gonna to have residual benefit. That's the term that I used a lot when uh, discussing the trade with the front office. And, um, you know, we obviously offensively he's, he's – been an elite performer for a period of time and we recognize that but you know you look at the defense and what that looks like and how that's going to impact make your team. Better. oh god it's oh, going to yeah. make everybody better it's, again the residual part of it and you know, he's a good base runner and then to your point i mean this is a strong high character guy with exemplary work ethic um, character dedication to the craft and um, a real strong desire to win a championship so He's going to fit right into St. Louis. You mentioned you had a staff meeting with your coaches, and you you had obviously a say-so on, on some of the guys that are going to be part of this. Gone are the days where you guys can go out and have a few beers and talk about how you want to do things. Because of the analytics and everything <clears throat> else that comes in it, is that a different change now in how you make sure when you get to Jupiter, everybody knows this is how we're going to teach it, this is how we're going to coach it, and this is how we're going to enforce it or remind players on how we want to do things where everybody's working together in unison because you have the numbers now? Yeah, no, that's part of it. We use the numbers as a, as a tool to um, help elicit um, what we can figure out for best practice. We use mm -hmm. it for two reasons. We use it for 
you know, individually, um, and then maybe three individually. How a guy can we can look at things to think about? Okay, he needs to use this more, or use this less. Um, we can, use, you know, some training practices that can help him be more consistent with this. So it helps crystallize a, a play. It also helps us collectively as a team figure out maybe we need to work more on some component of the game, base running, offensively, situational hitting, whatever it may be. And then, you know, the other part of the analytics is the game planning. What's that look like to make best decisions, to, to use the numbers that, you know, if you're thinking about playing blackjack, you know, how, how does it help stack the deck a little bit to make a good decision? Um, we do that. We, we're always going to evolve to do that. and just, But also now think about what how we apply it to a baseball standpoint, how we apply it to a applicable because we don't need you know our staff or our players running around with their head spinning you know thinking about what are we doing now yeah, yeah no yeah, we, we yeah. break it down we communicate we individualize and then um it's and i'm really confident and excited and pumped about how we're transitioning it and using it as a piece to to put us into the best chance to to, to be competitive my final question for you um you put together spring trainings mm -hmm. but you're going to now be in <clears throat> charge of a spring training uh, one of the words we've heard a lot in the offseason is accountability. How much more active do you think you'll try and make sure your guys, because you, you kind of know what your lineup's going to look like, will you see them be more engaged as far as playing, getting more at-bats, more innings in, in situations compared to resting guys for the beginning of the year? Because I found that recently we weren't ready to play when mm -hmm. the season started because I didn't think that there were enough guys that, they got enough legitimate work in. Mm -hmm. Now you can be out there swinging and doing the things in the case, but you got to play this game in order to be better at it. Yeah, you do, Claves. And um, you know everybody's got their own way of going about getting ready for the season. Mm -hmm. um, you know we don't, we won't have as much leeway for a younger guy. We'll we'll communicate with him clearly because yeah. we want to break healthy, make sure he's feeling good and going about it the right way. And um, you know the guys that have more experience in the game that that you know know what what it takes to, to be ready, to when, be ready. Yeah. when the bell rings is, is important. You know, that being said, you know, we, we're going to have those conversations and create that balance, and we're going to have an opinion with it as well. And, you know, we're going to be respectful of the player opinion. And, um, and again, you know, it's not equally weighted for guys in their first or second or third, you know, big league camp versus the guys in their 8th, 10th, or 14th. Um, but at the end of the day, we got to figure out and make sure that everybody's ready to go when that bell goes off and, and we're locked and loaded. Mike, final thing, because we know you got to get up to uh, visit with the managers. You've been such a student of this game, this organization, so maybe a tough question, but is there one thing you learned about the St. Louis Cardinals that you didn't know or appreciate since you took over the role as manager? It's not that I learned it necessarily. It just reinforced it to the level of, of passion that people have for this organization. You know, you get a chance to to go and do events and, and you're more a little bit more in the public eye and you're and I'm now have a residence in St. Louis so I'm, I'm can't wait for the first barbecue yeah I can't wait either Clay <laughs> you bring the coleslaw <laughs> um, but you just appreciate just how generational and how passionate and you I've always known that but you just I mean and, and again regardless of where you're going it just comes out and it's um, just a special place and, and grateful and you know take serious the stewardship that we have to um, continue to move it forward. 
First barbecue before winter warm-up, and then we'll see you uh, in downtown We'll have one in Jupiter, and then we'll have one in St. Louis. Thanks so much, man. It's great to see you. Always a pleasure, guys. Thank Thank you. you. Absolutely. Cardinals manager Mike Schilt with us on our first edition of Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day. Presented by Amarin. Hey, Cardinals 5, 6, and 10 game ticket packs are on sale now and feature 2019's top games and top promotional dates. Choose from the opening day pack, the jersey pack, the bobblehead pack, Cubs pack, and more. Ticket packs start at just $79. Get yours at cardinals.com slash holiday. We're going to give away uh, a pair of bobblehead packs. That's five games, one pair for a winner right now. Let's take caller number five at 314-436-7900. That's caller five for a Cardinals ticket pack. We're back in a moment. Chris Ramby, Mike Claiborne in Las Vegas at Major League Baseball's winter meetings. Cardinals countdown to opening day presented by Ameren continues after this on the St. Louis Cardinals radio network. Now, back to the countdown to opening day show with Mike Claiborne and Chris Raby on KMOX. Welcome back to Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Amarin, our first show of the offseason, and it is great to welcome the Senior VP of Sales and Marketing, Dan Farrell, to the program. Dan, how are you? Great, Chris. Happy holidays to you and enjoying Las Vegas, I hope. Yes, and enjoying this Cardinals offseason. I know folks uh, so thrilled with the addition of Paul Goldschmidt and what else is going on around the club, and no better time right now to get 2019 Cardinals tickets just in time for the holidays. We've got a lot to talk about, and let's start about the packs, Dan. The 10-6-5 game packs, they're back. They start as low as 54 bucks, and a great opportunity to get to either a set of games that you want, a set of promotions that you want. You guys have something for everyone. They really have become the best way to kick off the start of the sales season for us. It's it's earlier than people are normally used to thinking about Cardinal baseball, uh, but we we kind of rushed to get the the packs set up and and put on the market because it really turns out to be such a great holiday gift. It's it's easy to get. You can order it. You can uh, uh, you know get it delivered. Uh, you can have it digitally delivered if you need it. And so for those of us that are either late or last minute shoppers or shoppers with uh, low creativity levels, everybody's going to be happy with some Cardinal <laughs> tickets. And there's a perfect package, as you say, between the five game, the six game, the ten game. And then we also have individual games that you can buy through the all-inclusive tickets. You know, it's such a great way to to secure your ticket for opening day, uh, secure your ticket to Cubs games, or secure your ticket for the great promotional games because it'll be a couple of months when we're down in Jupiter when single-game tickets go on sale. So you can right now go on to the uh, Cardinals website and pick out either the games you want with the schedule or the promotions you want. I think that's fantastic, Dan, because you're really allowing fans to kind of a la carte pick the games they want before those single game tickets go on sale. I think that's the that's the key to it and again we see so much momentum because we really do know that these are are great gift ideas. It's it's the way to uh, you know kind of a one-stop shop and and knock off things that you know you're going to buy later on in the year. So get them out in front. And, again, the website really does have great details on each of these packs. There's a pack that features uh, the uh, – 
uh, bobbleheads, uh, several of the, the key bobblehead dates. As you said, there's a Cubs uh, uh, package for uh, some of the prime Cub dates. There's packages that are focused on weekends. You can get an all-Friday night game package. So there's really, as you say, uh, enough for everybody. Uh, one of the very most popular is the Jersey Pack, which is a 10-game ticket pack six of the games we give away uh, uh our jerseys and oh i see those powder blues on saturday april 20th against the mets it's an embroidered powder blue too that's right and that powder blue's been selling uh uh you know very very well since we announced it the um, at the press conference last month and now we're uh, you know ready to roll out the pro- promotion schedule and they and we will do a powder blue jersey i think we have an adult one and then we also have a kid one and it's it's definitely going to be a, a big focal point for next year's promos yeah within a week of each other again you can go to cardinals.com slash promotions i've got my eyes on that weekend against the mets because friday april 19th is the adult fleece vest i'm a big vest wearer and then saturday april 20th is that adult powder blue jersey. Uh, Just for example, Sunday the 28th is the kids' Yachty powder blue jersey. Go to cardinals.com slash promotions, cardinals.com slash holiday to purchase your ticket packs right now. And you mentioned the all-inclusive tickets, Dan. I know that uh, uh, folks are thrilled about the chance to pick up all-inclusive tickets starting at just $55 each. And you guys are excited because, again, you guys are adding on to your premium suite availability and uh, the offerings that you have for fans. One of the bigger off-season renovations we have going on at the ballpark is we're converting six of our suites on uh, the 300 level. So these are individual party suites that hold between 30 30 to 36 uh, guests, and we're we're gutting the uh, uh, you know existing design and, and physical uh, layout and creating basically a really new modern upscale uh, atmosphere, uh, a lot of bright colors. Uh, but the biggest feature is the going to be the way uh, the food and beverage service goes. There's going to actually be a full-service bar in each of the suites where, uh, you know, you get cocktails, wine, and beer that goes all the way through the end of the game. The food will be brought in kind of in uh, more in, in uh, a time sequence, so you'll have kind of different offerings as the game progresses through the game, an appetizer, an entree, a, a dessert type of thing and um, just a more premium experience i i liken it somewhat to uh, the way uh, the umb champions club is a bit of an upscale uh, uh, way to experience a ball game these premium suites are going to be that so any any group that's out there looking for a day at the ballpark for their company or for their organization or for some special event uh, uh, and you can get into that 30 to 36 uh, guest range, this would be a great way to go. And they just started going on sale, so there's plenty of inventory available. So affordable, too, starting at just $55 each. Something for everyone, your group, your family, your friends, whatever it is, cardinals.com slash holiday. Check out the all-inclusive tickets, the new premium suites, and the game packs. Dan, we appreciate it. It's an exciting time. We can't wait to get back to St. Louis, and we'll talk to you again very soon. Happy holidays, man. Well, hope you have a great holiday and to, to you and your family and to all the listeners the same. And uh, for anybody that has Christmas gift uh, paralysis like myself, <laughs> 
Cardinal packs are the way to go. Cardinals.com slash holiday. Thank you, Dan. Take care, Chris. Hey, Cardinals fans, the Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up will be on Saturday, January 19th through Monday, January 21st. Give the gift of Cardinals baseball this holiday season with winter warm-up admission tickets and autograph tickets available at cardinals.com slash WU. A big thanks to Dan Farrell. Joe Torrey joins us next. Chris Raby and Mike Claiborne with you in Las Vegas. It's Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Ameren. Back in a moment on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. It's the Countdown to Opening Day show, presented by Amron, on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Welcome back to Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Amarin. Chris Raby, Mike Claiborne with you in Las Vegas at Mandalay Bay. Again, a big thanks to Goodwill. Donate a car for four free field box tickets. Uh, it was great chatting with Mike Schilt. Looking forward to talking to Paul Goldschmidt, Ben Fredrickson, and more in our next hour. But Klebs, really excited about our next guest joining us. It's always good to have Joe Torrey around, and it's nice to see you, sir. But before I go any further, how many Hall of Famers now do you have after yes, after Lee Smith going in? Wow, that's uh, and then I have a feeling that Mariano may get. Some yeah, play that may have a little interest month. too. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know. I have uh, who do I have? You had a few. Uh, well, I had Maddox. Maddox is in there. I had him for uh, the Ozzie? end of the, the end of the night at night. Ozzie Smith. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You think about the answer, that'll be a good trivia question Well, you question know what else, you. Mike? Uh, for the longest time, you know, a lot of my coaches weren't managers, and now it's happening a lot, so that, that makes you me feel nice good. You got a nice tree. That's so far, yeah, yeah you, you stay nice around long enough, yeah. you're going to be able to decorate it, <laughs> that's too. That's Joe, true. what can you say about Lee Smith, the player, the person, and you just named him, you've, you know, been around two of the best in, in Lee and Mariano, I think. So many people just absolutely elated to get the news about Lee heading in, probably as I know Mike Claiborne said a time or two, a bit overdue perhaps, but just as you reflect on Lee, um, as you think about the news, what comes to mind? Well, I'm happy for Lee. He was a gentle giant, uh, and he still is a gentle giant, I'm assuming. I haven't seen him for years, (laughs) but I'll get to see him in a little while. Still Um, a giant. Well, yeah. (laughs) I know I'm shrinking as I get older, but I think he's got a long way to go. But he take the ball, uh, and like so many um, uh, closers, which is so important, you'd be able to turn the page. You know, if, if you don't get the job done one day, you just come back the next day with the same personality. Uh, Lee Smith was a uh, fun-loving guy that scared the heck out of the hitters because he was so big, threw so hard, a uh, very imposing figure, uh, but um, he was a good guy. And, you know, you look up and you see, what did he have, uh, 478 478 saves. And, you know, he's one of those guys that slipped through the cracks, you know, when it came time to vote for the Hall of Fame. Well, guys, I think one of the things that's most impressive, when you look at Lee and Mariano, their workloads and just the the volume of innings they pitched in in a day and age, too, when so much is stats-driven and you're talking about contracts and money and saves and – you know, just, just the sheer volume of that, that both those guys pitched is staggering. Well, you know, Chris, uh, the thing about uh, Lee Smith, he pitched in an era where, you know, you, you pitch three innings and two innings and, you know, not just the one inning and one inning plus that you get now. You know, Mariano, uh, we probably had more two-inning saves in postseason than he had during the season for sure. Uh, but... Just uh, the number of pitches. You have to be durable. 
you have to come back. I remember, you know, if Mariano had pitched three days in a row, I'd say, I'm not going to use you, you know, and I'd, and he'd still go out to the bullpen hoping hmm. I'd change my mind. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's really willing your body to really respond to the needs of a team. And, um, and it, it's, it's, in, it's great for a manager because it, uh, it makes the manager's job a lot less complicated uh, when you try to, uh, you know, try to make up for the loss of one of those guys. How, how different has managing changed? How much has it changed since you left? You watch it every day. You hear from managers when they have some issues. Uh, for you, what's the biggest difference you see? And obviously social media and just the instant information comes into play, but what are some of the other things you see? Well, the social media, uh, it, it would have bothered me only because, you know, I had a – I always felt it was a personal thing. Mm -hmm. You know, m me and my team, that it was like being around the dinner table with your family, you know. And, and uh, however, with so much, so many emotions uh, that exist in any kind of sport uh, and, and players, you know, they – you know, I, I don't – again – I'm 78 years old, so I'm not going to understand. I want to look like you when I turn 78. <laughs> when I, you know, why people want to, you know, just tell everybody in the world, you know, what they're eating for dinner and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I don't get it. But, uh, you know, when you have that kind of emotion in sports and you express it right now to whoever wants to read it, uh, that, that, that's a, a lot different. There's no question. Uh, and managing Mike right now is the analytics Mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, any time you can't get too much information. However, uh, I don't think we should forget that there's a heartbeat and a pulse. And, and the, the fact that the managers, you know, need to use their baseball instincts. Uh, they've been around the game. They know what looks good, what feels good, and they, they, they know their players. And I, I, I just don't want the uh, managers to lose touch with uh, – with something that's, you know, that's going to make them better. I want to ask you, uh, I mentioned the managers call you when they have a complaint. You you call them as well. What are some of the things you think we'll see in 19? Uh, I know the umpires, they wrestle sometimes with how the replay system works. And, and, and still there are some who don't understand how it works. What are some of the things you see differently, and where do you think we're going to go with the shift? I know that's been a, a debate as well. It's being talked about. Uh, but the, uh, just touching on replay, you know, we, uh, our replay works very well. Uh, every year we've been, uh, you know, the, the time from, uh, uh, from challenge to decision is, uh, it's been getting less and less every year, uh, getting shorter and shorter every year. Um, the, the fact that, um, you know, we, you can't avoid having replay. You know, I was an old fogey when it comes to let's let the, the game play. But you can have people see a play that was missed that could have been changed. So you, you, we don't want to take attention away from the game. Uh, and, you know, that, that, that's my feel on that. And what was the other question you were asking? Well, me just as far as the shift. And, the shift. And where uh, we're that, well, we, we're going to have a uh, – a rules committee meeting on uh, Wednesday, and there's going to be a lot of things discussed. You know, the, we, we, I was asked about shifts uh, and if uh, the shifts are going to, you know, be regulated, how you're going to do it. Uh, pitch clock is another thing that's being talked about. 
So, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll discuss some things. You, you know, you don't mind making the game better, but you don't want to disrupt really yeah. the, the, from, from the, the way the game should be played. I'd like to see personally, I'd like to see a little more contact. You know, we had more strikeouts last year than hits, and, and that's a disturbing number for me uh, because it, it really sort of, in my mind, has a tendency to say these players are just going up there to Free put, some, put yeah. some numbers up as opposed to thinking how can I help this club win a game. Hey, Cardinals fans, the U.S. women's national soccer team returns to Bush Stadium on May 16th. Tickets for the match go on sale Thursday, December 13th at cardinals.com slash soccer. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Chris Raby with you, Mike Claiborne as well. We're in Las Vegas. Another giveaway coming up. It's Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Ameren, and we're back after this on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. Back to the Countdown to Opening Day show with Mike Claiborne and Chris Raby on KMOX. All right, wrapping up the first hour of Cardinals Countdown, Opening Day presented by Ameren from Las Vegas. Chris Raby and Mike Claiborne with you. A big thanks to Mike Schilt. Thank you to Joe Torrey as well. Uh, we're going to visit with Mike Shannon, Paul Goldschmidt, and Ben Fredrickson coming up in hour number two of the program. Stuff those stockings with the 2019 Cardinals official calendar, spotlighting the signature artwork of the team photographers with a special salute to unbreakable Cardinals records. Pick up this must-have holiday gift at St. Louis area retailers or Call 314-345-9000, and we'll give one away right now. Caller number five at 314-436-7900. Again, uh, really enjoyed our first hour of our first Cardinals Countdown to opening day program presented by Ameren. Looking forward to chatting with Paul Goldschmidt coming up. And, you know, we just continue to hear more and more about the way, folks, the Cardinals are going to be playing against View Goldschmidt and view his acquisition. We'll chat with Ben Fredrickson as well coming up. And Mike Shannon, he gives us his perspective on Lee Smith getting elected to the Hall of Fame. Chris Raby and Mike Claiborne with you in Las Vegas. Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day continues. First edition of the program. We're brought to you by Ameren. We're back in a moment on the Cardinals Radio Network. It's the Countdown to Opening Day show presented by Ameren. Swings and hits it deep. Get up, baby. Get up. Get up. It's a grand Mike Claiborne and Chris Raby and the Countdown to Opening Day show presented by Amron on the Cardinals Radio Network. Welcome back to Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Amron. Great to have Mike Shannon with us as we kick off the first show of the offseason. Mike, how are you? I'm doing fine, Chris. How about yourself? Are you guys enjoying the uh, winter meetings? Well, if you want to call it that, yeah. I think the best thing that's happened so far for us, Mike, is the fact that our good friend Lee Smith went in the Hall of Fame on Monday. Well, I was really tickled to death because, uh, you know, Mike, uh, you and I and a number of other people have really been a proponent of his and especially trying to get him into the Hall of Fame. And I'm just uh, tickled to death that he's in there now. And, you know, when I look back and see that the writers have passed him up, I just can't believe it. I shake my head. And I do shake my head in, in appreciation to the uh, Veterans uh, Committee that put him in. Mike, what to you stood out most about Lee Smith, the ball player? Well, his uh, demeanor more than anything, besides his ability. I mean, he had phenomenal ability. I mean, there were times when he was throwing that I would leave the broadcast booth and go downstairs behind home plate just to watch because I couldn't believe a guy could be throwing a 91 or 92-mile-an-hour slider and putting it right on the black. 
But that's what he was doing. You know, you can talk about, uh, you know, the three or four inning saves that he had, and you can talk about all the saves that he had, but I'm just talking about the raw ability that he had. And if you ask the guys that are in the Hall of Fame, say, hey, when you face Lee Smith, tell me about it. There's nobody that liked to face him. You know, he threw he threw in the high 90s, and then he threw sliders that 90-plus, okay? And that's almost unheard of in, in, in this day and age, okay? And that's before they started clocking all this stuff and before basically they they rubbed up the, uh, the, the radar guns also, in my estimation anyway. So, you know, he was a phenomenal talent as far as just his abilities are concerned, let alone what he did, you know, with the saves over two innings and uh, how many saves he had and such on and so forth with all the stats that they have. You had a chance to talk to him right after he was introduced, and he was giddy. And you know what? I don't think it set in on what actually was happening to him because he he kind of put it in the past. I don't think he really thought about it a great deal, but uh, he, he was pretty giddy, though, once he figured it out. Well, you know, he's a laid-back guy, Mike, as you well know. And, uh, you know, we had him on our show <laughs> after the game, and uh, he said, you know, I'm as country as uh, brown eggs. And I, and basically, <laughs> that's what he was. I mean, he was so laid back. And all, maybe that's why the writers never put him in. But I, can't, I, can't, I still shake my head when I think about it. But, the, you know, when, when a guy did what he did, okay, and was overlooked like he was overlooked. But, I mean, he was just a laid back guy, plain and simple, you know. He, he'd be, uh, he'd be uh, in the uh, dugout and say, okay, it's time to go down to the bullpen, you know, and he'd go down to the bullpen and he'd be, he'd be sleeping or whatever, he, you know, and then all of a sudden he'd come alive. I mean, that was Lee Smith, and, and, and that's his, that's his uh, tempo, that's his, uh, that's his mode, that's, that's Lee Smith, plain and simple, but I'm going to tell you one thing, when the lights went on, get back, then stand back. Mike Shannon is with us for another minute or two on Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Ameren. Mike, Cardinals make a big splash last week before the meetings and acquiring six-time All-Star Paul Goldschmidt. What do you like about the move to bring in Goldschmidt and add him to this Cardinals lineup? Well, I think that he's going to improve uh, the offense immensely, and he's going to improve the defense somewhat, okay? But mainly he's going to improve the uh, offense because he's going to make everybody a better hitter. And I think he's really going to make the left fielder a better hitter. Let's say the left fielder is healthy this year, okay? And uh, the operation is success, and he comes back and he's healthy. And you put those two guys back-to-back, it'll be the first time that the Cardinals have really two sluggers back-to-back for a long, long time. Now, you know, I was with Albert Pujols the other night along with the, the former manager. And, uh, you know, when you talk about Albert Pujols now, you have to talk about someone that's in the top five in the history of baseball, okay? I mean, he's passed up Willie Mays. And he, he's passed up Stan the Man Musial. I mean, with over 600 home runs and 3,000 base hits, how many guys are in the big – how many guys are in the Hall of Fame that have those kind of credentials? He's a phenomenal guy, okay? And there's the kind of guy you want to ask uh, uh, when you were facing Lee Smith. What did you think? Go back and ask Billy Williams or, or those guys when they were facing Lee Smith. That's what you do. Hey, Mike, we're out of time. It's always good to visit with you, sir, and uh, we'll see you soon. As the, While the holiday season is upon us, uh, it'll be the caravan, and all of a sudden here comes spring training. 
So we got a lot to talk about. We'll be in touch. Well, spring training is going to be great, Mike, with the, the new additions. And, you know, bring us back some more, you know. I know you brought us the uh, – I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> Keep it coming, man. Keep it coming. All right. Good talking to you, sir. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you to Mike Shannon and a big thanks to Goodwill for, again, getting us out to the winter meetings and always appreciate their sponsorship, Goodwill. Donate a car for four free field box tickets. The U.S. women's national soccer team returns to Bush Stadium on May 16th. Tickets for the match go on sale Thursday, December 13th at cardinals.com slash soccer. A big thanks to Mike Shannon. We'll visit with Ben Fredrickson next. The columnist for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch joins us on Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Ameren on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. This is the Countdown to Opening Day show presented by Ameren on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Ben Fredrickson joins us on Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Ameren. We are at the winter meetings in Las Vegas. Read Ben in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch or at stltoday.com. What's going on, man? It's good to see you. Good to see you guys. Hey, Always did you a know, pleasure. Did you know if you donate a car, you can get four field box tickets to a Cardinals game, courtesy of Goodwill? Man, I uh, I would like to. I'd be more likely to receive a car than donate a car, probably. Well, but, I'm just uh, letting you know. Tell all your like rich a heck friends. Of a deal, yeah. Tell all your friends about it. Anyway, <laughs> I'll take a car. No kidding. <laughs> uh, we, we got to visit with Mike Schilt for a while today. What was uh, your takeaway from our chat with the manager, Ben? Um, always enjoyable to talk t- to Mike and, uh, you know, really just enjoy the amount of effort that he spends answering questions and thinking about answers. It's I always learn something when I, when I have a chance to, to have a conversation with Mike Schilt. Oftentimes something I haven't thought about. And, yeah. Um, the biggest takeaways um, – I think we're we're nothing groundbreaking, but we got a little bit of feel for how he's viewing the lineup early. That's kind of something that always comes up. Uh, I, I was applauding the uh, kind of the common sense answer about Matt Carpenter. <laughs> uh, I'm so tired of doing that, uh, and I'm just really glad that he says he, he sees him at the top of his lineup unless something changes. <laughs> Where else let's let's just stop hit? talking about every, it. I guess. Claves, every year we do this dance. It's a weird thing, and it's and it's exhausting to everyone, including Matt. And I think I think this was just a fresh way of saying, look, he is he is where he is. We know what he is, and we're embracing it. I love that. I think, uh, and then hearing what he said about Paul Goldschmidt, um, and he had I think the best explanation of anybody we've heard so far about what Paul Goldschmidt will mean to this team, from offense, from defense, and then just from the intangibles that this expectation that he sets. Um, you know, I was an intern when Albert Pujols was on the Cardinals, but there was a there was a standard. That, that he set in terms of competitiveness, Yachty does it. You know, when Yachty walks in the room, guys know what the expectation is. And Paul Goldschmidt has some of that to him. Guys know, guys see how hard he works. And I think when you see your best player who works that hard, it, it makes everybody pick it up a little bit. Daniel Descalso's played with both of them. He said the closest comparison he can make on the field and off the field in the community is Albert for Paul. I think, uh, you know, you're having a hard time finding somebody who will say anything I wouldn't even say anything negative about Paul Goldschmidt. That seems to be impossible. Anything even remotely lukewarm. Uh, now he's not going to be the most probably quotable, colorful guy. You know, he's not going to, he's not going to, you know, stir it up. I don't think in making headline-worthy comments. But in terms of what he actually does, I think we learned a lot more about him in his introduction in St. Louis by what he did than what he said. And I think that makes him a good fit for this team. He looked at how he treated those kids when he walked out, and that was cool. and you know the whole thing about him not taking another player's number. It's not an act. I mean, it he might really be didn't available want to take it from somebody. before it's over with. So. <laughs> it might be. Are you telling them to pause on buying those 46s? I mean, for Christmas? I wouldn't, I'd hold off. 
I'd hold off because well, we got some stiff that's, competition. That's advice from a veteran who's seen a few things. Are, are um, you saying that, I like, in, instead of John Lackey giving Pat Neshek a signed Babe Ruth baseball for his number, maybe Luke Gregerson could be given, like, his unconditional release? <laughs> Anything can happen in spring training. <laughs> let me let me run this by you. You, you touched on uh, Mike Schilt. He, he's an engaging person. He's an honest person. Uh, and I'm not saying Mike – Matheny wasn't, but Mike Schilt has this innate ability to kind of anticipate where you're headed, which makes it a little bit more in entertaining because he does have a sense of humor that comes with it. And I think he knows that there will be that day where a honeymoon might kind of subside a little bit. And I think he's prepared for that because he makes himself readily available for whatever and, and, and it's not all cupcakes and, and rainbows either. There are times when when you might ask a question or have a stance that he disagrees with, and, and he lets you know, but he also will tell you why. And mm-hmm. I, I see I see some He of, thinks it out really well. I see some of Tony in him that way. That's La, what Chris La, and I La, talked La Russa, about earlier. La Russa yeah. would, he, he would get after it, but he would the reason he would get after it was because he wanted to make his point. Now, at the end of the day, if he made his point and, and somebody disagreed with him, then I think you know he'd be willing to say, well, I think I'm right. <laughs> and, yeah. and leave it at that and, and, move, you know and move on. And, and tomorrow it's a yep. new day. Yep. And I think I think I think Schilt has a lot of that in him and I think that's in that's with intent because he studied Tony and he talks to Tony a lot. Let me ask you about um, this team. Okay, we, we, we kinda know who the eight are going to be. Who do you think they need other than what's the guy we had, Drew Robinson? Uh, who are some pe- people you'd like to see Don't them take a longer look at with regard to the needs because in the in the way the game is played today, you you have a chance to play twenty three, twenty four guys a night if you don't watch it. Yeah, I mean, well, I I campaign. Well, not that many because you got the starting pitching, but you can go through your whole bench hey, fairly. You see quick. a lot of them lobby to run and that's pinch true. It, man. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Jack Flaherty told me he will be the best hitting pitcher and base runner. Carlos might not be allowed to pinch run anymore. We've seen some adventures. No, no, I mean, but but you know, I, I'm looking for Flaherty because I think he might be the best athlete of any of the pitchers, but. But my point being, they got to do something about the bench as far as players, uh, left-handed bat. Uh, I think maybe from the right side, they're pretty much covered if you started today with Martinez and Jericho and uh, Gyro. Yeah, I think you could add some more power there on the left side. Um, you know, this Robinson kid is interesting because he, he didn't really have the kind of numbers you want to see in, his, in the major league size, but he's been a monster in the minors. Yeah. So is Patrick Wisdom. Sure. And uh, but he was even he was even oh but wisdom less, late, he was even later less in his versatile career. than yeah. this than this guy is and he can play a little little center field they needed some depth there so you know, what else what else do they do do they look to upgrade that spot uh, I don't I don't know that they're quite ready to say yeah he's on our team um, I do think they think he has a chance to be look, look and he's really got what an option today Schilt knows him too so Schilt you know I think had uh, had seen him play from when he was in the minors, so it sounds like he he had a pretty good grade on him. What I look at, Glaves, is not so much the bench; it's it's the bullpen, man. Well, that's the most important. <laughs> and I and I look at a bullpen that was one of the worst in baseball last year. It couldn't strike anybody out. It walked too many guys, and it was even worse on the left-handed side. So until they get some answers there, and I mean answers plural, then yeah. I'm then I'm going right. to be worried. And I know they got options internal. I get that, Give but they need tree. somebody. Give me the the tree of options for you. Uh, and I know there's risky. There's risk on both. I like Britton more than Miller. Yeah, um, I think he's we both younger. Do too. Uh, now he had better numbers last year, but some of the some of the 
the rates that are popular to look at these days were not so high on him. Miller was actually worse in the numbers, the traditional numbers, but a little bit better in some of the race. Younger. I look at your youth. I yeah, think I think Britain miles and, and on I would the tires. Put, yeah. I'd put I'd put Britain first on the on the wish list and I'd put Miller behind him. And then there's some trade candidates as well. You know, those guys in, in San Francisco, Will Smith, um, this guy who maybe can 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 look to, to be involved. You know, we go back to the bench a little bit. You mentioned Jose Martinez. At this point, I hope he's on it because they seem very intent on on talking about how he could be moved to a better situation, and he seems like he is their most talked about trade chip by the Cardinals. And Don't just give him away, though, man. When I look I at right field, I got some big questions about that, and I feel much more confident putting Jose there than I do Tyler O'Neill. If I had to make a lineup today to win a game today and it was win or go home, I'm putting Jose Martinez in right field over Fowler. And I know that doesn't go against the mission, and I get why they're going back to Fowler, but I do like having Jose Martinez there as a depth option if that doesn't work. Well, and I and think there's a chance it might not. I don't want to take for granted what he's done offensively for a team that has struggled so much at times over the last couple of years offensively. Dude, he's their second best hitter in OPS the past two seasons. Here's another thing about him. <laughs> I mean, that's does think he, about that. When you look at the outfielders, does he have the best throwing arm? I don't from just a cannon standpoint, probably. I mean, you probably. know, I've seen him Look. make some plays on the warning yes. track, and he's throwing ropes yeah, into second base and, and making guys yeah. think twice about going to third. And he also has Paul Goldschmidt in front of him, stopping pretty much everything on the ground. Yeah. And he would have, he's going to have Harrison Bader to Next the right him, of him, yeah. who's taking everything he can get his glove on. So when I look at, at his offense and I look at what how you'd be able to protect him, I don't think it's that big of a risk. He was five runs below average in defensive runs saved. Six, I'm sorry. Fowler was five, you know. Hmm. So when I look at the offense, man, I just – and I get it. He he can't play first base anymore now with Goldschmidt there. That was a, a bad spot yeah, for him defensively. Reason. He's a DH in the National League. It's not a good fit. I get it. But, man, don't give I, him away I, don't know that, I don't know that trading him for a reliever who's got one year or two years left before free agency is enough of a return on that, on that bat. Ben, appreciate it, man. Again, folks can read you in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Online at stltoday.com. Stuff those stockings with the 2019 Cardinals official calendar, spotlighting the signature artwork of the team photographers with a special salute to unbreakable Cardinals records. Pick up this must-have holiday gift at St. Louis area retailers or call 314-345-9000. Chris Raby, Mike Claiborne with you. It is Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Ameren. Thanks to Ben Fredrickson. We're going to visit with Paul Goldschmidt next on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. Back to the Countdown to Opening Day show with Mike Claiborne and Chris Raby on KMOX. Well, Paul Goldschmidt joins us on Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Ameren and the Cardinals Radio Network. What a way to start as Paul is introduced at Bush Stadium. Congratulations uh, on everything, man, and, and welcome to St. Louis. What has the last week, the last month or so been like? We heard uh, Mike Hazen say that he and Tori had a conversation with you that wasn't necessarily... Easy. Um, I can't even imagine what you've been going through, man. How would you describe it? So, I mean, the last month hasn't really been that big a deal. But, you know, then when I found out I was traded, you know, a couple of days ago, is, you know, it snowballed pretty quickly. And, you know, there's a lot of different emotions, uh, some sadness to leave Arizona, but, you know, equally as excited to be here. And um, just more the logistics of getting here for the press conference and 
just everyone text messaging me and calling me and trying to, you know, return all those and, and take care of family and all that type of stuff. But, you know, it just comes with the, the territory and excited to be here and everything's good. How often during the course of a season do you have to put the phone down and not look at it after a monster night or rumors, obviously a, mm-hmm. a different situation, but I imagine there are times when, when you and your family just have to get away because everyone means well, but yeah. when everyone reaches out at the same time, it's got to be a little overwhelming. Yeah, well, it starts. I'm not on social media of any kind, so I don't have to deal with all that. Um, so I think that puts me in a different category than most guys. It, I mean, I have a pretty small circle of friends and family, so if somebody's texting me, it's it's probably important, or, or at least I know who they are. But I definitely try to put my phone away at home a lot, you know, and – just put it on airplane mode, put it, you know, in the dresser and spend time with my kids and not have any distractions and my wife. So I make it a big point to, to not be on my phone that much uh, relative to uh, the society we live in now. But <laughs> sometimes I do better than that than, than I do of uh, other times. Paul Goldschmidt is with us, and it's great to have you in St. Louis. <laughs> and over your left shoulder in our studio here is a big frame photo of Stan Musial. What do you know about Stan the Man and about Cardinals history? Uh, I need to learn more. I'll tell you that. I'm sorry. I mean, obviously, you know the name. You know how great he was, one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time, and um, the legacy that he lives here. And you can't walk into the stadium and uh, you know not see his name everywhere and not think about him, as as well as many other great players here. So I'm honored to be part of the the Cardinal family and Cardinal tradition, and hopefully uh, carry that on. And uh, I mean, that's my goal. Your approach to playing the game. A lot of people talk about. <laughs> Your preparation, Paul Goldschmidt is prepared. How do you go about being prepared in this game and leading to success? I think that's just where my focus is. I think if you're prepared, you give yourself the best chance to have success. It doesn't mean you're going to have it, but you know, if you fail, if you have a for Fortnite or you make an error or something happens, if you were prepared, you can go home and you can rest, you know, a little easier. If you're not prepared and you fail, then you know you know you may go home and you may have regrets and, and I don't want to look back on my career or any day with regrets. So I think just trying, you want to have success, and if you kind of, you know, reverse engineer that back to what's the very basic thing you need to do, you need to be prepared, you need to work hard, and, and so I just kind of put my focus on those things, the things I can control, and then just let the results hopefully take care of themselves. Paul, we've heard the comparisons that Tony LaRusso has made. I spoke to Daniel Descalso on the phone a couple of hours after the trade went through, and he said, in terms of guys he's played with, the closest comparison he also can make is is Albert Pujols. And, and he went out of his way, Paul, to say, not just because of the kind of player you are on the field, but the kind of person you are and, and what you meant for the Phoenix community, uh, what you've meant back home as well in the Houston area. When you hear those things and you hear guys speak to your character, what does that make you feel like? Because we can read back of the baseball card stats all day, but but to truly make a difference like Albert has, like so many professional athletes have, like you have in the Phoenix area, that's got to make you proud. Yeah, it's a great compliment. Uh, I mean, that's what you're striving to do. You want to treat people the right way. And I, mean, I had so many great teammates and so many great mentors that kind of taught me, hey, this is how you go about your business. This is how you act. And guys that I look up to like Albert, like other guys. And so it's definitely a huge compliment from uh, from Descalso and, and from many others. But, you know, I think you got to continue doing that. You know, I got to earn everything and you got to do it day by day. And it's great to have someone, you know, speak highly of you. But, you know, you got to keep doing that. I hope to continue you know, playing well and, and, and helping this team and organization and city and state. And um, I'm just excited to be here. I'll make you talk about yourself for a minute. Tell us about some of the things that were important to you and your family in the Phoenix area away from the ball field. I understand you're uh, you're a bit of a bowler. We had our bowling event, bowling charity event that benefited Phoenix Children's Hospital and um, 
that was just it was a fun event we did the last couple of years we probably won't do it this year now but um you know looking forward to learn more about the community here and and what's going on and getting involved i mean we're given this amazing platform as a professional athlete and, and now probably even bigger as a cardinal and you know so many kids look up to you especially and um i don't take that for granted i i was that kid that was watching professional baseball players especially and and emulating them and so i think you want to be that good role model and you like I said, have this platform where you can help out. A little bit of your time goes a long way um, compared to most people. And so, you know, uh, all the people who helped me out, I want to continue down that, down that tradition and, and be here for the community here in St. Louis. Paul Goldschmidt with us. Uh, I had a text from a friend who covers the Giants, and he said, I'm telling you, they're breathing a sigh of relief around here that he's out of here. Not all the time. You'll be back for a, a couple of times. But you also have wrecked some National League Central ballparks as well. And I heard you mention in the press conference you weren't really aware initially of all those numbers, that to you it's going out and, and attacking what you said are some fun ballparks in the Central. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can have success when spot or fail a lot, and then all of a sudden it changes. I mean, we never know why that happens. So if you get too caught up in, in where you're playing or too caught up in the past, then, uh, you know, that, that might mess with the present or the future. So, you know, if I've had success, great. If I've failed, you know, I guess that's fine too. And just try to take it day by day. And when we've all seen, you know, usually when guys are in huge slumps or they're struggling, then they break out of it and go the complete opposite way. So that can happen with stadiums or pitchers um, too. And, you know, just try not to live too much in the past and just excited to be here and go out there and compete and um, we'll see what happens. What about this ball club? What do you like about this current Cardinals team, which who knows may continue to change here in this off season? Yeah. I mean, I remember when we played them last year, it was a little early, but just the young talent here, that's what I kept saying to the, the first base coach. And I was like, man, this team's going to be good for a really long time, especially the next five or six years. And, you know, it looked like the roster had kind of gone through a little change, gotten a little younger. I might be wrong on that as I'm not like studying the roster, but it just, you know, you kind of came in here and you knew, the whole roster and you knew the names and now you know some of the guys I hadn't heard of and I was just really impressed by them you know facing some of these pitchers uh just you know really tough and and the young players and just really talented I mean that's what the Cardinals do they just keep producing from the minor leagues so I'm happy to be part of that but of course you know the veteran guys are here too like Yachty and Wayno's back and Carpenter's been here and I'm sure there's some other guys I'm forgetting and just uh probably a good mix and Looking forward to getting to know everyone and, and being part of that mix. So you were in the stands when Pools hit that home run off Brad Lidge. <laughs> Is that going to be the main story today? I feel like everyone's asking <laughs> hey, about man, it. I mean, well, I grew up a big Cubs fan, so <laughs> we all have, have come from, from different places. I, I, I don't but... know how that got out, but, yeah, I was there. You know, I was a big Astros fan. I watched him every night on TV and, you know, was fortunate enough that a friend had tickets. I think I was in high school at the time and got to see uh, Albert hit that home run off Lidge and, walked out of the stadium and tore up. I remember tearing up my ticket on the way out and throwing it on the ground. But, um, well, I, I still remember laying on my uh, parents' bed when Steve Bartman uh, got that ball off his hands. But my question being, who were some of the guys that, that you looked up to? Obviously, Astros are around Major League Baseball. Were, were you just a rabid baseball fan when you were a kid? It, it seems like more and more, and kids, I guess, younger than us, almost don't watch the game as much because they're playing all year long. But – what what kind of baseball fan were you growing up? Who did you look up to, and and uh, who were some of your favorites? I, I loved baseball. I still do. I mean, I loved all sports. We I got two younger brothers, and my dad's from Boston, so we had to like baseball and sports. And um, grew up in Houston, so of course we're watching the Astros games every night. Saw a ton of Cardinals games with them being in the same division. Um, but we played everything: basketball, hockey, soccer, um, football, everything. But baseball was always my favorite. And um, you know, growing up in Houston. Played when hockey I, yeah, in Houston. Yeah, oh, roller hockey. Okay. I don't know if we ever played ice <laughs> hockey. And, uh, 
you know, uh, Biggio and Bagwell, you know, they're the two Hall of Famers just when I was a little younger. And then, you know, probably as I got older, Berkman was kind of the guy there who then was here and won the championship here. So, and I was spoiled with some role models. There's some great players there. And as a kid, if you're trying to emulate those three, I mean, that's just a great way to play baseball and, and very thankful to, uh, even though those guys don't know it, just to, to be able to watch them. The Woodlands graduate, uh, Paul mm-hmm. Goldschmidt with us. And so you chose baseball. What was it about the game? What is it about the game that you love so much? I mean, I think looking at it now, it is such um, a metaphor for life. And I think that's the greatest thing about this game is you can do everything right and still fail. There's so much failure built in, in this game. There's the individual component, but there's the team component. Um, it's not always fair. Um, and so I think you just look at how life is and it just lines up so perfectly for that. You know, you look back on my childhood, probably the time, you know, we didn't have the social media, we didn't have everything else. You're sitting there after dinner watching the games with your family. It's, it's family time you're talking about. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. Of course you got to be physically in shape and be able to perform, but there's a lot mentally that's going on between the pitcher and the catcher and the hitter and, you know, defensive positioning and the managers and the matchups and, um, it's just such a great game and it, it just speaks to, uh, how life is with all the failure, the ups and downs. It's a humbling game. As soon as you think you got to figure it out, it humbles you in a hurry. The changes back and forth. Uh, I don't know. I just, from, I remember going to my first little league practice and getting in the, the car and just saying, mom, I love baseball. And, and that's one of my earliest memories. And, uh, you know, haven't looked back. It's crazy. They still let me play now. And I never thought this would be possible to, to get to the big leagues or have the career I've had or, or now be playing for the Cardinals. And, just uh, going to keep giving it everything I have and hopefully go out there and play well. You know, it's funny. I saw a picture of Tiger Woods in a tournament like 15 years ago, and everyone's actually watching him hit mm-hmm. the golf ball. I saw that. And the same picture, everyone's holding their phones up. It's it's crazy, and, you know, in some respect, it's great because there's a lot of revenue coming in uh, around media rights and other things surrounding sports. But, you know, to be able to go out and, and play, it seems like something that, you really relish without getting too on the edge of hyperbole. People just say that you're a, a baseball player. You just care <laughs> about playing the game. Is that a compliment? Is that corny? Is that, Does that make you feel anything, Paul? I'll take that. I mean, that's what we get paid to do. You want to go out there and play and you want to perform and help your team. I mean, that's what I love to do. And, you know, there's other stuff that comes with uh, being a professional athlete and baseball player. And, you know, that's fine too. But the, the biggest joy is when the lights come on and that game starts and you're out there competing with your teammates against another team and, that competition is fun. There's a lot of different ways to get it. So it's uh, it's awesome that that's my job is to go out there and compete, you know, on a daily basis and, and with a great group of guys. Are there going to be some uh, Cardinal jerseys under the Christmas tree, do you think, or holiday gifts being handed out at the uh, Goldschmidt residence? Mm-hmm. Of course. You know, I got to get it for my kids. We got to get all the hats and the jerseys and everyone. And um, we're excited and, and excited to, to get here to St. Louis when the season starts and be part of the community and, and hopefully uh, help bring a championship back here. Paul, can't thank you enough, man. Welcome to St. Louis. It, it's great to have you a part of the organization and, more importantly, a part of the community and hearing what you and your family have worked so hard to do in terms of making a difference. And we'll talk to you real soon down in Jupiter. Yeah, thanks for having me. The Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up will be on Saturday, January 19th through Monday, January 21st. Give the gift of Cardinals baseball this holiday season with winter warm-up admission tickets and autograph tickets available at cardinals.com slash WWU. When we come back, Steve Zesch talks Cardinals publications with us on Cardinals Countdown Opening Day presented by Ameren and the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. This is the Countdown to Opening Day show, presented by Amron, on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. 
Welcome back to Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Ameren, the first edition of the program as we ring in the baseball offseason in style. Paul Goldschmidt, of course, now a Cardinal. And it is great to welcome Steve Zesch to the program to talk about all of the things Cardinals publications have going on. Steve, what's going on, man? Happy holidays. Hey, same to you. Good times here in St. Louis. Yeah, it is. It's exciting. Uh, We were just kind of talking about uh, Paul Goldschmidt being introduced to the press conference and uh, what he's going to mean to this organization. I know you guys are full speed ahead right now in the offseason, getting ready for the new season, getting ready for some of your holiday offerings that are being rolled out. And what an exciting way to kick things off even before the winter meetings, huh? Oh, absolutely. You know, we'll have an issue coming out uh, before spring training, and it's kind of a no-brainer who's going to be on the cover for that. So, you know, we'll explore some coverage there, uh, take a good look at uh, Goldschmidt, what he's bringing, and uh, just the lift that he's given this city. I haven't seen this. You know, I've been around the team, you know, 20-something years, and I can't recall a time – when a new person came in here and everybody was this excited. Well, let's talk about 2019 and let's talk about the Cardinals calendar. It's being rolled out right now, a great holiday gift option. I know you guys are excited about one of the most popular items, of course, every year in the Cardinals calendar. Yeah, uh, the calendar's a highlight for us. It's a great way to show off the team photography. The photographers do an outstanding job. This is a big, colorful wall calendar, and we theme it around uh, a different topic each year. This year, we decided to take a look at Unbreakable Cardinals records. So uh, it gives you a lot of history there, as, as well as all the beauty shots that say this is Cardinals baseball. If you're a Cardinals fan, this is the calendar. Cardinals calendar out right now. You can order it on the website, cardinals.com. You can also call 314-345-9000 or Visit area St. Louis retailers, uh, the magazine, and the yearbook as well. Great holiday gift options. A subscription to the magazine, a great option as well, which comes with some tickets. Tell us about the magazine, what you guys are doing, Steve, all year, not just during the season, but during the off season when news like Paul Goldschmidt breaks. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you get on boarding, you're with us the whole year, and, you know, people who've read Cardinals Magazine know that we're doing stuff that. Uh, isn't widely done uh, these days anymore. We offer so much variety, uh, substance, the stories, a lot of depth to the stories, and just the ability to do all, you know, explore so many topics Cardinals related and provide that depth and substance. So you get on board, uh, we're going to give you the history, give you the current goings on, take a look at the future. Cardinal, it's a must for a Cardinals fan. And with the tickets thrown in, we like to think that's a lot of bang for the buck. You get a year subscription and a pair of tickets to come down and see Paul Goldschmidt and the rest of the team. 314-345-9000 or cardinals.com slash magazine. Subscribe today for the holidays, and each subscriber will get two free tickets to a 2019 home game and uh, the yearbook as well. What a beautiful publication this is, Steve. Uh, you can get it at cardinals.com slash yearbook. Delivery guaranteed before Christmas Day. Tell us uh, about what you guys have, not just focusing on the Cardinals of the present, but also the Cardinals of the past and a guy one jersey number away from Paul Goldschmidt, number 45. Yeah, absolutely. That's That was a great, uh, great year 50 years ago, and we take a look at it uh, in a way that hasn't been done before. Trying to find a way to explore Bob Gibson's greatness is difficult, but we think we, we came up with a beautiful package 
You know, we have an interview with Gibby. We look start by start through that incredible 68 season and explore all the other uh, legendary arms who made history that year around the major leagues. And it's presented in a way that uh, you can, uh, you know, digest it in bites. It's not you have to commit to, you know, 15,000 words at, at a sitting. It's a good thing to pick up, have on your coffee table, looks great, and it's about Bob Gibson. You know, how can you go wrong? So check out the yearbook the magazine, and the calendar, all available right now, cardinals.com, or call 314-345-9000. Steve Zesh, appreciate it, man. An exciting time. Here's to a great holiday season, and uh, we'll be seeing you around the ballpark. Well, thanks to you and everyone else in Cardinals Nation as well. Looking for the perfect gift for the Cardinals fan in your life? Surprise your loved ones with a Cardinals vacation to spring training. Packages available to fit everyone's schedule and budget. Make your reservations at cardinals.com slash vacations or call 1-800-892-7687. A quick break, and then we're back to wrap up this first edition of Cardinals Countdown Opening Day presented by Ameren from Major League Baseball's winter meetings in Las Vegas. Chris Raby and Mike Claiborne with you back after this in the Cardinals Radio Network. Now, back to the Countdown to Opening Day show with Mike Claiborne and Chris Raby on KMOX. Cardinals 5-6-10 game ticket packs on sale now and feature 2019's top games and promotional dates. Choose from the opening day pack, the jersey pack, the bobblehead pack, Cubs pack, and more. Ticket pack start at just $79. Get yours at cardinals.com slash holiday. We'll give away a pair of bobblehead ticket packs right now. Uh, one pair of a bobblehead ticket pack for the fifth caller at 314-436-7900. Chris Raby back with you for a final time on Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Ameren from the Winter Meetings in Las Vegas. Got a chance to visit with Mike Schilt a little bit earlier. We also chatted with Cardinals GM Mike Gersh. Asked Mike what he's appreciated or learned about Schilt since he took over as the manager. I think the one thing that he's done in this role that I'd never seen him do before is like handle the media. And, you know, until you see someone do it, you don't know how they're going to do, right? I'm still not sure if I'm doing this right or not, right? So I think he's much more of a natural at that than I might have guessed because I don't know doesn't seem like his personality would be like hop on MLB Network, but when he does, he does great. But otherwise, I mean, again, he's been around so long, there's not a lot of not a lot of like things we didn't know about his personality and about how he looked at the world. That's Cardinals GM Mike Gersh, and a big thank you to Mike Schilt, who joined us uh, a little bit earlier tonight. Also had the chance to visit with Joe Torre, Paul Goldschmidt. We chatted with Ben Fredrickson of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch as well. Uh, we got Mike Shannon's thoughts on Lee Smith into the Hall of Fame and more. And a big thanks to Dan Farrell, Joe Strom as well for joining us from the Cardinals. Thanks to Ben Boyd, our executive producer, Zach Schmidt, back in our Cardinals Network studios. And Carol from the Cardinals Radio Network helping us make this all possible, along with our great sponsor, Goodwill. Donate a car for four free field box tickets. Can't thank Goodwill enough for their continued support and bringing us back out to this year's winter meetings. Alongside Mike Claiborne, I'm Chris Raby. Have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you for Episode 2 next week of Cardinals Countdown Opening Day presented by Ameren on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network.